702. The political desk. All right. Does the president have too much power? That's the question, right? Uh, the heads of uh, the South African Police Service, the Hawks, the NPA, judges, all of them are appointed by the head of state. The argument goes that under, quote unquote, the wrong leader, the criminal justice system may still be open to state capture. There are even those who will argue that uh, what we saw under the Zuma years was merely the perfection of what began under Thabo Mbeki. We're joined now by the former NPA's Asset Forfeiture Unit Head, Vili Hofmeyer. A uh, very good morning to you and welcome to our program. Good morning, Bulgani. The question of uh, the power of the executive as framed in the Constitution uh, to have the power to appoint all of uh, these office bearers, as I've mentioned in my introduction, is one that does need to be revisited, does it not? Indeed, I, I do. You know, I've been thinking a lot over the last few years as one of the authors of the Constitution about, you know, what was it that made it so easy for... Uh, the state to be captured. And I think the appointment processes in the Constitution leaves it, much of it essentially in the hands of the president with with no interviews or other processes required. And I think there are some solutions that uh, we really should think about seriously that can make the state a lot more difficult to capture. In your view, what could be done to remedy this situation? I think the the main issue is that uh, there needs to be a proper interview process. I think most people will accept that. But one of the things that we we did at the special investigating unit when I was still the head there was to use a technology called voice stress analysis that is a sort of lie detector light. And we started... uh, putting all our new appointments as well as our existing staff through this every year, where you ask people about 20, 30 integrity-related questions. And the little machine gives you a good idea of whether people are telling the truth or not. And if they're not, um, you can't use it to fire them, but you can use it to uh, decide which areas to investigate where the person may not be uh, quite truthful. And I think that system re- worked really well. At, uh, I think it's one of the reasons why the SIU was not captured during the last few years. And uh, I think if we put that system in both for the law enforcement uh, appointments at a senior level, but also for people involved in, in procurement, um, your accounting officers, your chief financial officers, your heads of procurement is where a lot of the looting over the last 10 years have happened by appointing bad people. So, you know, my suggestion is an independent agency in the state with real safeguards to keep it clean that runs these tests for all parts of the state, including national, provincial, local government and the state identities. Let me ask you about the hollowing out of the NPA in general. And there's so many ways uh, to uh, to dice this one. 
Uh, but let's talk about two examples. Um, these individuals, uh, the advocates uh, who are found now, we understand, by an investigation to have lied and conspired uh, to charge the former KZN Directorate of High Priority Crimes, uh, the Hawkshead Johan Boysen, uh, who are still uh, in the employ of the NPA, who, uh, against whom no action appears to have been taken. Um, when we see things like that, how much confidence can we have that the NPA truly has broken with its recent past? I think that we can have quite a lot of confidence. I'm not sure that the war is quite won on the corruption front. But uh, I think that uh, there is still a pushback. Um, but the fact that things like this is coming out now, I think, is a tribute to the new head, uh, to Shipmila Batoy, the head of, new head of the NPA. But why are they um, still there? That's a good question. And that's the sort of issue that I raise is that... Uh, difficult to fire people in, in the NPA, and uh, it can be done. Um, it just takes a significant process to do that, and a, and a political will, which uh, I think we do have at the national level, but you know there is also real contestation in the ruling party at the moment, so isn't always quite sure who's going to win that battle. Let's talk about Nom Gobo Jiba. And now, uh, I mean, it was reported in the Sunday papers, Sunday Times specifically, that uh, she is about to be charged. Uh, she is the former director uh, of uh, public prosecutions, of course, um, even in an acting capacity. But when you read a headline like that, when somebody has not been charged, uh, should that concern us as citizens? I mean, either somebody is charged formally and there's a case to answer or not. Uh, rather than a headline like that? Um, I can understand some of the frustration, and I share it myself. Um, But I think we must accept that the years of state capture and law enforcement has also hollowed out a lot of the capacity. Quite a lot of good people have left. So I think there are still good and competent people in law enforcement, um, but they simply not enough at the moment to deal with the massive amount of big cases that there are. Um, so I think we, we do need to give uh, the Hawks and the NPA a little bit of time to, to deal with these issues, but I'm, I'm confident that they will. And of course, the Zondo Commission, I think, is a critical part of, of what is going on at the moment in, in terms of uh, making sure that at least we know what happened and what needs to be investigated, but also providing evidence for charging people. Willi Hofmeyer, the former NPA's asset forfeiture unit head there on the line.